Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. And running the boards is Joey D's. Wham. Yes, it's Wednesday. And we're back to watching Disney movie now Disney television shows Disney Marvel television shows on Wednesday this time it's moon night so we're going to be talking about the first two episodes of that episode three is out there so listen to this first and then go watch episode three we will also talk about Anthony Mackie how he hyped himself up for Captain America 4 and Sam Raimi directed Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but he still won't confirm whether or not Patrick Stewart is in it. Hmm. Even though Patrick Stewart said he was in it. Hmm. And of course, we'll get to the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website bjgeeknation.com It's gonna have our blogs, podcasts, and more! more. Or just search for BJ Shades Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey and let's get right into this because every Wednesday, starting uh, back a couple of weeks ago, we were off for the first impressions of uh, episode one of Moon Knight, which is going to be a six episode limited series. So at this point in time, as of this recording right now, we're halfway through it. We're just going to be talking about the first two episodes and our first impressions of it because, well, we don't want to spoil everything for you all. But at this point, I feel that you should have at least watched the first two episodes. And so we'll get right into that because if you don't know, uh, the show is about a character played by Oscar Isaacs, who is, uh, first we know him as Stephen Grant, and then we get to know him as Mark Spector, same body, different personalities, and then they have to investigate the mysteries of the Egyptian gods from inside that same body, and the one that uh, host uh, that they are the avatar of, Mr. Khonshu. Khonshu. Which I don't know if it's a Mr. or Miss or whatever it is. It's an Egyptian god with a bird skull head. Very creepy and uh, very interesting at this point in time. Now, uh, Vicky, you've only seen the first episode, correct? Yes. So we're going to get into some stuff that uh, will be a little spoilery, but we're not going to get too deep into it because, again, it's the first two episodes. We don't really know where it's all going. Um, the first episode, we did get to see a lot about Stephen Grant, how he works at an Egyptian uh, oh, the gift shop in a natural uh, museum, um, so natural history museum, and he has a lot of research going on in the Egyptian gods for some reason that he doesn't know, he's just interested in it. Of course, we find out more about why he is in the uh, second episode. And we get to meet a couple more characters in that. Um, opposite of him is a character named Haro, who is played by Ethan Hawke, mm-hmm. who is a is a cult leader for a different uh, cult leader, uh, a leader for the, I guess it is a cult, because it's the cult of Amit, who is another Egyptian god, which I love in this point because we've seen the Norse myth- mythology in mm. like Loki, Thor, Odin, and all of that. And it turns out they're just kind of like extraterrestrial beings, <laughs> uh, aliens from a different area of, I don't know what the hell it's like. You know, we got Midgard is where we're at, and they're at Asgard. Well, we're at Asgard. And so it's kind of that same aspect where I don't know necessarily what the Egyptian gods are. Um, other than that, they are very powerful beings who do need avatars. Yes, and apparently they 
like to dictate what happens to human beings a lot. I know. Like, why do they got to meddle with our stuff? Yeah, there's like a, and they got those tattoos or whatever. So there's the, clearly a bunch of different. Yeah, you know, like the 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 bestowing of power is really kind of what they're at at this point because what we've seen in the second episode that Kanshu and I'm pretty sure that Amit cannot directly affect our world. Um, so they can, they can, you know, cause like wind to happen or basically kind of like with poltergeist throw temper tantrums, but they can't really necessarily affect everything that's going on, which is a key difference when we're looking at someone like, uh, like a Thor or a Loki who can come to our area. So I don't know necessarily even like where they're at, what they're doing, if it's something that another dimension, another multiverse that they're kind of sneaking through. And just the whole multiverse thing has me always thinking about what's going on with that because of Doctor Strange and all of those things. Ah, I yeah. see. So I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but we do see that um, Mark Spector has the ability to change into the the character of the show, Moon Knight. Um, with awe, with a pretty amazing costume, pretty fun-looking costume there. Uh, definitely a CGI cape, but <laughs> I mean, like I don't know, maybe maybe they they learn from the Incredibles and just <laughs> no capes no and cape. the actual Ooh. taping. And then we see that uh, that uh, Haro has uh, the he has this weird sort of staff that has a little bit of the powers of Amit, but he also has, like, the judging power, and we kind of get a little bit more of uh, what the reasoning is um, for what he is doing, and he's trying to, you know, create the perfect utopia. That same kind of, you know, the kind of what I call, like, the Thanos trope, where it's like, well, how do we, you know, how do we fix everything? By killing everything. And you're like, of course. And you're like, eh, okay, I mean, sure, that's a little, uh, it's a little mustache twirly and the sort of villain thing nah, that sure you feel you. like you're doing it the right way, and it's clearly not the way you should be going about it. And even just the way that um, that uh, Stephen Grant kind of even like addresses that when they're all sitting down, uh, it was kind of hilarious and just being like, you know, this sounds kind of, you know, kind of crazy. You know that, right? <laughs> like he looks at everybody's like, am I the only one that thinks that this is a little much? Yeah, Anyone? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love the fact that Oscar Isaacs is such a good actor. And you never got to see that in the Star Wars movies with like Poe Dameron because Whatever they did with that, with those movies, they just kind of like butchered the character. Poe Dameron is a hero, and he's always happy. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> right. Even when he screws up and he just gets demoted, but now he's angry. Wait, what is he? <laughs> His range in this—it's very much akin to what we saw in Dune with his character in Dune. Um, but the fact that he can switch back and forth. It reminds me, uh, was it McAvoy in uh, Split? Split? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it was just like, you don't feel that it is one person playing two characters. It feels like two people playing different characters. Yeah, he's killing it. Him and Ethan Hawke. Like, I, it's funny because you look at this and you're like, if this show had bad actors, this show would be bad. Absolutely. But this show has great actors, so this show is great. Yeah. And that was one of the things that's like, how are you going to address this? Because it's definitely supernatural. There's a little bit of a scary horror aspect, but I don't feel it's so much that it deters or will keep someone like, uh, well, like Vicky. Like Vicky, mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be something that really uh, will scare you away from watching it. There's a couple of jump so. scare moments at this point in time, but nothing terribly bad. And I mean, if you've got you know younger kids, maybe uh, maybe don't watch it until they're a little bit older. But 
I, I keep thinking that there's going to be, I don't know if it was talked about or if it's confirmed, but my brain keeps thinking that uh, if you guys did see, uh, I keep wanting to say Encanto in my head and it's not Encanto. <laughs> <laughs> the Eternals, at the very end, we see uh, Harris, or Harrison Kit. Kit, Kit Harrison's character. Oh, Harrington. yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, I forget the character's yeah, name. Black but... Knight. Black Knight? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. who will be the Black Knight? Yeah. Right, like, because he was working at a school in England, museum-y type place. Yeah. I keep thinking that we're going to get some sort of connection here. I really feel that there will be as well. Um, spoiler alert, we haven't seen that yet. Okay. So there's nothing like that, but it feels like that would be the perfect place. Now, at the end of uh, this episode... Um, he does go away from London, so we'll have to see where that takes him. But I feel that, yeah, Kit Harrington's character in this would definitely be an aspect because also dealing with um, with Black Knight, with the super uh, supernatural aspect of the Egyptian gods, also moving in with that with something like Blade. Like, I can see them doing a lot of the Midnight Suns, which is an old, like it was you know, 80s and 90s, maybe even earlier comic book that dealt with more of the supernatural stuff. I feel that this is another way to move that forward subtly and slowly, much like how the first phase of the MCU was really about science and technology. And then it slowly faded into magic. Mm-hmm. And we're deep into magic now because it was just Wanda and Doctor Strange that showed the right. world of magic. And now I feel that this is going to lead into the supernatural ghosts, gods, goblins, all those fun little uh, tidbits and stuff like that. Do everything that the Universal like monster movies couldn't do. Was it uh, Universal? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Universal was going to do the Dark Universe. And Starting that, with the Horrible Mummy movie. Yeah, and that's where it died. So, I mean, that's exactly where it should be at that point in time. I'll be interested to see where they're going to be going with all of the characters and how they're going to be dealing with um, a, the Egyptian mythos, because I'm not familiar with it whatsoever. So it'll be fun to kind of discover that. Uh, obviously based in whatever the Marvel Universe wants to deal with it on that end. And then even moving on further from that with like Thor, Love and Thunder, we're going to be seeing uh, Hercules and I think maybe Zeus, but we're going to be seeing some of those other pantheon gods. It'll be kind of fun to see where they're going to be going with all of that. I love that every Egyptian storyline and everything is always, all right, there's some bad guy. And he needs to resurrect some mummy. Yeah, (laughs) right? But this one's actually done really well. I'm enjoying it so far. And that's the thing, too. It's like it it plays into those old goofy tropes, but it's done really well. Yeah, it's like Night of the Museum meets The Mummy (laughs) and meets Minority Report. Because it kind of has that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, too. Because the whole basis of Amit's uh, whole thing is like, well, you're going to do bad eventually. Yeah. So we're going to kill you now. And that was the whole thing. It's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to kill everyone who thinks bad thoughts. And you're like, but thinking is different from doing. And I'll be perfectly honest, I would not pass that thing because I have dark thoughts. I was going to say, that was so funny when he was like, I think about killing my boss all the time, but I don't do it. Right? Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, because you're a coward. (laughs) Maybe I yelled that. Uh, But yeah, so really stoked on that. I want to hear what other people think about it. I'm really happy the fact that it's only a six-episode limited series because it gets right to the point very quickly. (laughs) It doesn't seem like there's going to be any room for any fluff episodes and the acting from everyone we get to see a new character with Layla I felt that she was amazing with that like it's going to be cool to see exactly what happens with all of this
Now, moving on from that, but we're going to keep on in the MCU world. Captain America 4's Anthony Mackie reveals how he is hyping himself up for the film. This came from Comic Book Resources, and it says uh, that he revealed the song he's using to get back into character as Sam Wilson for the upcoming MCU blockbuster. He shared his choice of music to get him back into Wilson's mindset in in a recent interview with Variety. He says, quote, every role I play, I pick a song to represent the character. I can't say what my Captain America 4 song is on camera, but it's a Tupac song. He said, yeah, yeah. And it starts off first off, dot, 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 dot. Although the star didn't name the song, it's believed to be the 1996 diss track, Hit Him Up. Mackie previously played the late rapper in the 2019 biopic, Notorious. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He did debut as Sam Wilson in The Falcon in 2014's Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and then obviously reprising it in all the different uh, movies, and then most recently The Falcon and The Winter Soldier, which did end with him taking the role of Captain America uh, on the mantle, uh, left vacant by Steve Rogers, and then obviously uh, uh, Johnny Walker, but we don't talk about Johnny Walker. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it was a good part. I mean, he was a good role, and he played it very well. But such a piece of uh. people got a little too triggered. Yeah, and another thing that was interesting about that too is that Disney Plus has edited out some of the more um, graphic scenes <laughs> from Captain uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that turns into Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, some of the things like with uh, John Walker um, using the shield. Um, with all its bloody glory. And there's a couple, there's like another character who was uh, seen dead um, with blood coming out of its mouth and its eyes o- and their eyes open. They digitally, digitally removed the blood and then digitally had the eyes closed. Wow. So huh. just to kind of clean it up, I guess, I don't know why, because they've just added the uh, the Marvel Netflix series and I don't think they did any of editings on those and they just added the the uh, uh, the parental controls, or at least you know, hey, you need to log in and do all this different stuff. I had to go through that hole of blue um, to make sure that I could watch uh, all the blood and gore in uh, you know <laughs> its entirety. But yeah, so it'll be interesting to see kind of where all that goes. Now, moving on from that, and then finally, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is coming out. Fairly soon, like less than a month at this point in time. And obviously we know from the trailer that Patrick Stewart is going to be in it in some sort of role. Uh, we're all speculating that he's going to be Professor X. Uh, I'm hoping. <laughs> he's going to be a part of the Illuminati, which features people like the Superior Iron Man, uh, Namor, to name a few, Black Bolt, which would be interesting to see if they bring back Black Bolt from the uh, the failed TV series. I think we're okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe they'll just get a new one. Um, but he has confirmed his involvement in it, but director Sam Raimi is far more evasive. Again, I got this from Comic Book Resources, and he says that... The film's director says, uh, I couldn't promise you that Patrick Stewart is in the picture. He said to Fandango, that's all that Marvel will let me say. So it's that whole same like secret, Mm. but not a secret. And it's obviously kind of weird because, well, Stewart himself has already confirmed the appearance. Maybe just Stewart because he's like, he's like, what, 80, 90? He's just like, I don't care. What are you going to do to me? You can't, you, Marley <laughs> can't, can't do anything this. to me. You can't touch me. Yeah. And people are going to get pissed if you recast me. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and then Stewart's words in the trailer, we should tell him the truth, led many people to speculate that it was about the Illuminati. We still have to deal with, like, what, like, the TVA with Loki. We don't know how mm-hmm. that's going to be integ- uh, integrated with all of this. We we literally don't even know what's going on in terms of Thor, Love, and Thunder and how that might be affected by uh, 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 this movie just because they don't even have a trailer out for it yet, which makes me think that they'll drop it after this movie drops because there's going to be something big that goes along with that. And again, it might be cracking open the multiverse to let all the other gods out, which I don't know where going in circling back to Moon Knight. I don't know when this is set, like what time era. And I think I'll have to do a little bit more research to kind of figure out when that is and where that movie takes place in terms of what happens with the multiverse of madness and where things crack open. Maybe the multiverse cracking open opened up all the gods to come out. I don't even know that at this point They're in time. They're all getting rebirthed. <laughs> yeah. Side note, speaking of Thor, Love, and Thunder, if you haven't seen Our Flag Means Death, Rev. Yeah, I watched the first episode. Okay, fine. Okay, I'm getting to it. It's a fantastic show. Taika Waititi is uh, helming that. He And uh, also uh, uh, a major role in it as well. And he is uh, also known as uh, Daddy Waititi. Waititi <laughs> in my <laughs> you eyes. You sent me that picture with like a screenshot and I'm like, okay, Oh, it was a picture down. of me watching it. I'm like, Daddy Waititi. <laughs> and I'm not one to use that term. So yeah, that yeah. must mean something. So uh, yeah, definitely see Our Flag it Means Death. It's a really, it's a really good, funny show. Uh, and, and sweet. Yeah. In Vicky's time. Wheelhouse with Pirates and just entertainment as well. And we'll see what happens with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness when it hits theaters on May 6th, but now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? Mm, I have a lot of stuff. I'm like, mm, which one do I want to talk about? Which one? Which one? Uh, who, do you guys, okay, little pop quiz here. Okay, pop quiz, hot shot. Who is my favorite comic book character of all time? Uh, Well, I mean, that's really, really easy. Is it? I think so. Mm-hmm. Now you got me worried. I have my guess. Okay, what's your guess? X-23. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a really good one right there. Is that it? Yes, that is it. Oh, crap. Ooh. I was going to say Eric Draven from The Crow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just I, I have mean, them both tattooed on me. So. Yeah, that's exactly why I was going with that. I remembered those tattoos, and then you said X-23. I was like, oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> right. Uh, you were pretty close. It's probably runner-up, though. I know, right? I, they're, it's funny, because like for me, I, for, I, I not that I forget... But X-23 is more of a comic book character, and I first saw Eric Draven in the movie. Yeah, yeah, same he, here, yeah. But he was a comic book character first. X-23 did not start off in the comics. Did she start off like, in a cartoon or something? She started off in a cartoon, and there's actually really? quite a few comic book characters that are known as comic book characters that actually did not get their start in comics. I think the most well-known one, and maybe it's just me, would be Harley Quinn. Because mm-hmm. she started off in Batman the Animated Series and was so popular there that she translated to the comic books. And now, you know, it's like Margot Robbie playing her in uh, all of the movies at this right. point. And then you got Kaylee Cuoco. Uh, oh, yeah. She voices her t- as well in the really new one. Job. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? No, I will get to it. I promise. Even BJ's already on it. He already oh, watched crap. it. I don't know. It's just We're stuffed. I you know. Both are. I know. Uh, but uh, a, a website called listverse.com came out with 10 comic book characters that actually did not originate from the comics. And I got real interested because I saw X-23 and Little Thing. I'm like, hey, my girl! <laughs> so we got two of them there. What did she start off in, though? 
Uh, X-23 started off in a cartoon called X-Men Evolution. Oh, I missed that one, yeah. Yeah, so that was, that came out in like the 2000s, and that was very much me. Like, I remember, (laughs) this is before DVR, kids. (laughs) This is, at least, I mean, I think TiVo was around, but we didn't have it, because my dad worked for Xfinity. So, or what's Xfinity now? And I had to put a VHS tape in, and if I had my (laughs) soccer game... Uh, oh, no, yeah, programming we, it and hoping. We, we didn't even have, like, the timer. Like, start recording <gasps> at this time. So oh, I, no. There was one episode. It took me years and years and years to finally see the last half of it because it stopped <laughs> recording halfway through the episode. No. <laughs> Damn, uh, dude. I just like, remember, like, I mean, it wasn't X-Men Evolution for me, but it was X-Men, the, the yeah, 90s, 97, yeah, which, which is coming back. Yes. And I just remember, like, not having a VHS or anything like that, but it would always come on on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m and you were just praying that it would be a new episode right? because it would just <laughs> constantly be reruns because it was so long between all of those. So I feel your pain. Uh, but, uh, okay, so let's see. We've gotten those two. All right, there's a few that I don't think we're you're going to get because you're not really thinking of them. Yeah. Uh, do we want to go from one to ten or ten Let's go to from one. ten to one. Let's go from ten to one. Number ten, and I never realized this, is Batgirl. Really? So apparently she started off with uh, in the uh, TV series. Like the animated series? No, I believe uh, see, it's for comic book historians. April 14th, 1954 oh. was a watershed moment. And it was uh, it was a big moment for a couple of reasons. Like the fact that uh, that is when we got uh, sales of detective comics. Sorry, they, they wrote a lot of crap in here. My eyes are like bugging out. Like, I remember, okay, so yeah, I, I remember this only because recently BJ was going off about Egghead, Vincent mm. Price, and there was a big interaction between Batgirl and Egghead because I was trying to find just some, like, mentions or some, like, uh, uh, just uh, some, like, lines from the show with that, and she was in with all of his stupid egg puns. So yeah. it was, like, one of those, like, oh, yeah, Batgirl, she came out back uh, back in the day. Rev, do you remember some of those egg puns? Um, no, I'm not doing it. No, come on. No, no, none of them were excellent. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah. right, it so was that level. Okay. I am excited. No, so stop that. It, it's crazy to me because the reasoning why we ended up getting Batgirl. So back in 1956, uh, a lot of people were upset because they felt like they said, quote unquote, Superman was a fascist. Wonder Woman was a lesbian and Batman and Robin were gay lovers. <laughs> So they had to introduce a love interest for Batman in the guise of Kathy Kane, which we later got a Batwoman, which is, uh, I think, Kate Cat Kane or something like that. So mm-hmm. um, so since uh, who, like Batman's alter ego, had inherited a fortune and like Robin's alter ego, was a circus performer. And she was also com- combating crime as Batwoman. So in 1961, feeling like Robin, who had like for about 20 years been a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> left out so they introduced Betty Kane a niece of Kathy's as Robin's love interest Betty idolized Batwoman and designed her own costume and gadgets to become Batgirl with a hyphen but Batgirl never caught on and then when the legendary editor Julius Schwartz took over as head as Batman in 1964 he dropped Batgirl along with Bat family members such as Batmite and Bathound mm-hmm. and it wasn't until 1966 Bat-Hound. that live action Batman series debuted on television it successfully re-sparked interest in the Batman titles, like the, the comic versions and stuff. But it wasn't by their third season that, you know, the ratings weren't so good. So the producer, who was also the narrator, William Dozer, came up with the idea to add a female hero to the show to appeal to female hu- uh, viewers. And that's when they kind of developed along with um, 
they've already established, obviously, Commissioner James Gordon. And along with Gardner Fox, the creator of the Justice Society, Justice League of America, they took the idea to create Barbara Gordon, a librarian by night or yep. day and Batgirl by night. Yeah, exactly. So, and that was the thing. It was just it was Barbara Gordon when they went to the live action. Yeah. So Batgirl with a hyphen was the OG from like the comics, but that one never stuck. But the Batgirl that we know today with no hyphen, Barbara mm-hmm. Gordon, didn't show up until the, C- the t- TV series. Damn. That's really cool. I did not know that. Yeah, me either. This one, I don't think a lot of people know this character, and the only reason I know is because I used to steal the VHS tapes from my neighbor's brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I stole the X-Men VHS so I could watch it, and it was only like one episode. I think it was the first episode of like the 90s X-Men cartoons. Okay, yeah. And it was one with like Spider-Man and Friends. Okay. Old, old school. And it's Spider-Man and his amazing friends, which was a Saturday morning cartoon series back in like the early 80s. Yeah. I think it ran, it said it ran for like three seasons. So you obviously got Peter Parker, Spider-Man, but he also had two superhero roommates, Iceman, which is Bobby Drake, mm-hmm. and Firestar, Angelica Jones. That's funny. Ice and fire. Oh, yeah. look at that, that dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember Firestar like wore this like all yellow kind of jumpsuit thing with like red gloves. She flew and she had fire powers, red hair and stuff. But obviously the producers wanted the original ice and, you know, fire theme like you were saying. Yeah. Um, from, and they wanted Iceman from the X-Men and the Human Torch uh, from the Fantastic Four. But they actually optioned out the Human Torch character for a solo project that actually never happened. Oops. So as a result, the Human Torch, nobody could use him. So they had to create their own character with the ability to manipulate microwave radiation to fly and shoot flames from their hands. <laughs> Some of the names uh, they actually toyed with initially were Heatwave, Firefly, and Starblaze. One of the writers actually just christened Firestar's alter ego, Angelica Jones, after an old girlfriend, which and I think... Jones. <laughs> yes. uh, Firestar is identified as a former X-Men along with Iceman, but when her backstory was fleshed out in the comics, she was initially trained as a Hellion at the Hellfires Club, which makes sense. Nice, yeah. But one of her earliest missions was to fight against the X-Men and later join the New Warriors. I think there were some people that were thinking, like, because of her... Like, the, it's a speculation. So MJ, our uh, Tom Holland MJ, because mm-hmm. her last, or her name isn't Mary Jane. Yeah. It's uh, Michelle Jones something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because her last name is Jones or middle name or whatever, maybe second last name, depending on how you want to name your child, they believe that she may be Firestar or might become Firestar. Ooh. I think that's the fan theory going around. That's interesting, too, because, I mean, <clears throat> you know, No Way Home withstanding, I know that Ned in the comic books uh, turned into the Hobgoblin eventually, and a lot of people are kind of wondering whether or not that might be a thing as well in the future. Uh, who knows? Because, I mean, if you've seen No Way Home, you kind of know where everything kind of, <laughs> like, yeah. diverges. So... To see that in the future, I think, is maybe just like an Easter egg that they're just kind of throwing a bone to and maybe won't actually ever happen. All right. So we're not really into the DC characters here, uh, but do you guys know who Jimmy Olsen is? Uh, Jimmy Olsen, he is the, I don't want to call him an intern, but he works at the Daily Planet with Superman, right? He is uh, a joke. BFF uh, to Clark Kent. Yeah, exactly. How did you know that? Um, Just because he was in one of the more recent movies. Okay, yeah. Like like, the character was like, yeah, just very briefly in one of them. (laughs) I don't know, remember which one. I was like, that's impressive. That's like out of nowhere. I didn't even know Superman had friends. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
technically he's not a loner. Well, I mean, he's got super friends, but I didn't know he had like you know <laughs> Billy the friend at the same. I'm, sure, you know, I'm sure it depends on what you're like. Whether it's a cartoon or a comic and stuff, maybe they're coworkers, sometimes they're acquaintances, maybe they're friends. Uh, but you, he actually kind of made an appearance in the comics like back in 1938. But he was just an anonymous young man with red hair and freckles. You know, just he he was like nobody. And it wasn't until like 1940 with the radio program, The Adventures of Superman, oh. that he really made his appearance as Jimmy Olsen. So he didn't get a start in the comics. He got a start on a radio program. Radio program. Isn't that awesome? Back in the day, they had radio. Oh, wait, we're doing one now. They're basically. the toppies. Ah, before, before there was podcasts, there was radios. And I know with a lot of these, we're kind of thinking, oh, you know, old school cartoons and everything. But one is very recent. A character that did not exist in the comics until he made his appearance on screen. Who's that? Agent Phil Coulson. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We got yeah. him in, I don't even remember which movie he made his first appearance in, but basically leading up to the first Avengers movie. We saw bits and pieces of him, and then was everyone it, loved him in the Avengers. Was it, was it, it wasn't Iron Man, was it, at the end with the bonus scene when they yes. found Mjolnir? And they're like, we've um, yep. got an incident or we've got an issue or something like that. Yep. Introduced in the first MCU movie, Iron Man 2008. He appeared in four more movies uh, in two straight-to-video shorts and uh, one web series. And then obviously all the episodes of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, man. I didn't, it's not one I actually thought of. Uh, this one I don't know, so I'm just going to kind of gloss over. Uh, this is actually a uh, Street Fighter character. A Street Fighter character. Okay, a Street Fighter character that didn't start in Street Fighter? I guess it didn't, like, is there a comic book Street? I think there's a Street Fighter comic. There were comic books, yes. So, do you know the character uh, Sakura Kasagano? Yes, Sakura is one of the ones that came out later. Wasn't one of the original 18 or even the first, like, 16 fighters. Uh, but basically, uh, kind of a fangirl of Ryu, who mm-hmm. uh, was in a uh, basically a school schoolgirl dress. Yes. She was like a, a teenager, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that, that, that trope. <laughs> yes, exactly. So she didn't originate. So I'm guessing it was the comic books first that turn into the video game, which I think uh, came out. Like it says, many other mediums appeared, specifically a Capcom Street Fighter game in 1994 and onward. And it wasn't until like 2017, when they turned 30 years old, that they pulled fans to see who was the most out of 109 playable Street Fighter characters they introduced on both the main games and the spinoffs. And after more than 150,000 votes, Sakura topped the list. And her boyfriend and mentor, Ryu, considered the protagonist of the Street Fighter series, only made ninth place. I didn't realize that they were an item or something like that. I recall TMZ on that one. Uh, Just going to skip along these uh, just to kind of... Because I didn't really read these comics. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Rocksteady, and Bebop. Yeah, they were cartoon. They started off in the cartoons. I remember that. And even like they didn't even make it to the movies because they had two different ones in Secret of the Use, which was like a werewolf and a turtle. Like, so they're just like not using Bebop and Rocksteady, which I thought was just a total uh, miscarriage of justice. And I didn't even know of this character until I, like, even then, like, I watched Archer. They mentioned it, and I still didn't really even pick up on it. Oh, no. Uh, because he makes a lot of references to the Shazam show. Shazam! Oh, sorry. I was thinking <laughs> Gomer Pyle. No, but he does that. He's like, oh, like Shazam from the Shazam ISIS crossover. Shazam! <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so apparently ISIS was a character, obviously goddess or of mm-hmm. all these other things. And uh, they actually did have the TV series 
the Shazam and ISIS crossover, all that stuff. And that's where she started before she came into the comics. Interesting. Another one that I feel like he needs to be in everything all the time. Luis from uh, Marvel's Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still feel that they should still do a super cut of the entire Infinity Saga with him just mm-hmm. explaining what happens. And number two and number one are the ones we've already talked about. Oh, nice. Then number, There we go. Number we two, picked... X-23, and number one, Harley Quinn. Wow, we picked those right away on that oh, list. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea about any of the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope you learned something today because I sure did, kids. <laughs> Well, until next time, keep listening to us on the talkie. (laughs) Wow. And stay nerdy.